Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissue. Your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Alice, it is the Thursday evening here in north of Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. Best Blueberry, Massachusetts. Uh, tough day for you today. Tough day for Alice Shattuck today. We've just been working hard, and she's been working hard and getting stressed out. Decided to do all the things today, too. Went to Sally's singing lessons and went to Anson's uh, karate, and then worked and all that other stuff. I, of course, uh, Alice, um, studied hard for my show today. Yesterday, it was a show where I had zero to talk about for four hours. There were no top. Was that yesterday? There was no topics. That was yesterday. Yes. There was no. That was yesterday. Mm-hmm. The day before that was the policeman story that you liked, and, and that we was, had Anthony on. And then was, the next day you had no topics. Anthony's yeah. gone now. Officially, he's gone. Wow. No. So who was there today? It was Anthony. It was his last shift. Oh. So um, so uh, so yeah. So yesterday was weird. It was been just weird. And today I had one really topic, and I figured I could encompass the world with it. Really led by, um, I think, did we play the audio last night? Um, did yes. we play this last night? Teachers teacher. need to be allowed we to played this. teach. Oh, not this one, no. I'm a parent, and I'm sorry to all you parents out there, but you do not get a say in your child's teacher's lesson plans. I spent thousands of dollars on a degree and my educator's license, and I would be gosh darned if parents tried to tell me how to write my lesson plans that I literally went to school to learn how to write. You know, if a parent wants to have that much say in their kid's education, then you know what? You probably need to homeschool them. You played the cycle last night who didn't want uneducated white people going to restaurants. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's where I thought you were going. So, no, between that and um, the fact that 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 a local school um, has been, been, um, oh, yeah, you know what it is? What is it? It is the um, Southern Connecticut State University, SCSU, has run to the defense of the teachers in Southington. You know, the the Mm -hmm. English teacher who handed out this thing that talked all about... um, The vocabulary. Cisgender allies, transgender, gender nonconforming, institutional structural racism, white privilege, Mm -hmm. So, So now the... the, uh, SCSU, which is a huge feeder for teachers in Connecticut, yeah, said among other things, are attacks like this. This is the because parents had a problem with it. Attacks like this are exacerbating the teacher shortage in Connecticut. Um, we want to send a clear signal of support, not just to educators in Southington, but also to educators across Connecticut. I love how they're educators now. Listen to this quote: "Our and they all got together and wrote a wrote a letter." Our student educators are increasingly hesitant about going into K-12 education, particularly secondary education, given the perception that everything they say may be carefully monitored and policed by parent watchdog groups. Aww. 
Oh, sorry. Do people not like you teaching their kids your crazy neo-religion? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? They're, they're watchdog groups. They're watching us, what we're doing. Freaking in a letter that they signed. They signed. I can't believe it. I'll tell you, if in my perfect world, I would fire everybody who signed this letter and say, you have disgraced SCSU and diminished faith in the education uh, the institution of higher education completely, or, or in basic education, and you're all disgraces. You signed with essentially our death knell. They also go into, but now, now remember, they're under attack for nothing. Okay, there's no introspection. In the letter, the SCSU faculty and administrators challenged the board to answer what is wrong with the vocabulary packet. What exactly is wrong with a worksheet that provides simple, straightforward characterizations of concepts such as marginalization and white privilege as a way to help students contextualize literature? The letter asks. Right. Help them contextualize literature. The I would, if, if, I were, if I ran uh, SC, uh, SCSU, mm -hmm. I would then hire them all back and then I'd fire them again for that. <laughs> What's wrong with us teaching woke stuff? Oh, okay. I see. We're, we're just teaching them straightforward definitions of concepts. How can you possibly have a problem? This is why people got so mad about this stuff, is because you're treated like an idiot. Can you exactly articulate what exactly is the problem here? Can you define critical race theory? Because that's not even taught here. It's only taught in law schools. We're just giving you some oh, it simple actually says definitions. That too. Yeah. Uh, uh, this isn't yeah. some, like, just to make you feel like you're dumb for noticing that there's a problem. Problem. This is mm. not the way school was taught when we were kids. We all no. know that that's true. And we all know that it's true that these particular words are associated with a particular worldview right. and that the teachers are asking the kids to interpret everything that happens in the classroom through that worldview. Right. right? And that it's not... I, you know, I re recall when you first talked about this story, there were a few people saying like even in the Facebook group where you posted asking about it locally. Mm -hmm. And there are a few parents saying like, well, the teacher's allowing all sides. They're just giving the concepts of what they are. I'm willing to bet that if those same parents had a teacher in their school district who handed out a worksheet that, um, you know, wasn't a world religions classes uh, worksheet that asked about salvation um, soteriology, you know, millenarianism. Like, if it went through a bunch of, like, religious terms uh -huh. that have to do with, like, a specific religious faith and ask students to define them and think about them and interpret everything that happened in the class for the rest of the year thinking about those terms, I'm willing to bet some of those parents might have a problem with that. But this is really, I think, the debate of our time is because... The left wants this to be the default presumption of how everybody thinks. Yes. And they don't want to move on until we've all decided to agree to start at their baseline. Absolutely right. And then they'll move on to the next thing and then they'll want to make that the new baseline. Mm -hmm. But they've decided that they want this to be the default. You ever hear that expression about how like fish don't know they're in water? Like to yes. them water's just nothing. Right. Like that's what they want this to be is like where wokeness is the water. Right. That nobody notices because we're all swimming in it together. But a lot of people don't want to swim in the wokeness because it sucks and we do notice it and mm -hmm. it's not the same as the regular water. And we all remember the regular water the way it was yeah. when we went to school. And so you're not fooling us. So then sitting here and asking us to say like what precisely is wrong with asking students to define the word marginalized? Like, uh, I think that we all know exactly what's happening here. And that's why it makes people so angry is because it's so disingenuous and condescending. Right. What I really want to understand exactly what problem you have with the worksheet. Like when we all know exactly what the problem is with the worksheet. Hey, absolutely it is. Absolutely. And so, just for planning purposes, please don't touch any wires. Please don't touch any wires. For planning purposes today, you know, between that and also this girl, Jeannie Norris, who was Project Veritas, had recorded uh, the beginning of the month. She's now been let go. She was recorded saying this. Unfortunately, it's the white boys who feel like very entitled to express their opposite opinions and just push back. Well, there's a huge contingent of them that are just, like, horrible. Those white boys keep asking and arguing with me. They think that they can give their opinion. 
Can you imagine? They work in a really fancy private school up on the other side. It's definitely a school where conservatives would not feel comfortable. I don't hide how I feel, but but I can't pretend I'm promoting. Yeah. I'm a gender. Yeah. 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 It goes on like that. Right. She got she got waxed t- today. And so once I had those two things, I just went into our Twitter, uh, TikTok archives and... Okay, TikTok, I really need your help here on this one. I'm a teacher. I teach fifth and sixth grade. And uh, this morning, I don't know, somehow um, the concept of pronouns came up. Um, And one of my students said, well, Miss O'Dell, did you even ask me my pronouns? And I was like, whoa, I hadn't actually asked him his pronouns. And I had called him a him and I... I said, oh, uh, I'm so sorry. I haven't actually called you. I mean, asked you what your pronouns are. And um, what are they? And he said, I'm sorry, banana said, banana and rock. And I was like, dude, no, like, don't mess around. with." I was, I was actually really upset. Pronouns are serious business. I thought he was making fun of it. And in fact, I'm still pretty sure he was making fun of it. And, uh, but they all agreed, no, like you can choose anything, banana, rock, if you want banana and rock to be a pronoun, banana and rock's your pronoun. Is it? TikTok, tell me. Today on the last day, I finally decided to come out to my kids. And my kids are older, they're four and five. And the way that I did it is just read them a book about this teddy bear that kind of comes out as a trans girl. And it's really nice and it's very simple. They understood it right away. And I think what made me cry the most was that afterwards, like, I kind of looked at them and there was just a silence in the room and I just thought like, oh my God, now they see me as a totally different person. And before this, they loved me. I was such a, you know, one of their favorite teachers and it felt so good to have that. And I think that... And a whole bunch more. And so that was just essentially three hours of that today. Can you imagine needing to have your feelings validated and have yourself propped up by the emotions of four and five-year-olds about you. Yeah, and he says it's one point, like, one girl tried to, like, hug him and make him feel... So now you're infantilizing yourself and making the kids the caregiver in the class. I mean, this... He's a sick... Okay, but it's this whole world of crap that's going on here. And, you know, 10% of kids have dropped out of, of New York public schools. It's like, wouldn't it be wonderful if the whole damn thing collapsed? Wouldn't it be just wonderful... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they're a big bloating, voting block. So, but anyway, and a lot of people still buy into it that it's like support the public schools, support the, and there are still lots of good teachers out there, but it's you know when you have that poison in the school system infiltrating stuff, unless you get rid of that, it infects the whole thing. You know what I mean? There's like no such thing as a half poisoned bowl of soup. Right. Oh, no, totally. Like, so it sucks for the good teachers that are there that are still trying to do good work. But it's like you're working at the Nazi party, basically, you know? Yeah. And you might be doing a good job. It might be a nice person. But it's it's really like the, the whole system is bad. Like you need to get out and go to private schools, do tutoring, do something, because like because this is not. If if you don't agree with this stuff, you're not going to be allowed to stay. Look at what's Correct. happened. That's also another Connecticut story. Do you remember that teacher that got sent to the um, the training and had something like yeah, a teacher got in big trouble for? Yeah, something? because they made they talked about her white privilege and her white guilt and mm-hmm. talked about. And then she said, "What if we talked about uh, black privilege essentially?" And so, and so they they kicked her out. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna boot you out of these school, but you're not gonna be allowed to be there and still be a force for good in the building. The, no, there's the also people, another the older people who get sick of it are gonna get retired yeah. and shoved out, and the younger people that are sick of it are gonna be rooted out because they're gonna make you go to more and more diversity trainings and forced confessions of your sins of whiteness and everything else until you agree with the program or you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving from that to college, it's just an interesting story I find just interesting. BU students drink possibly spiked, prompting school warning. <sighs> Dateline Boston, BU is issuing a warning to students about drinking danger after a member of the campus community said they may have been drugged after they woke up in the hospital with little recollection about the night before. <clears throat> One to ten so far, where is your believe this person meter? Mm, I'm still neutral, I would say, right in the middle. I am... The needle has gone to the left. It's completely, I don't believe them. 
Boston University and Boston Police are now investigating the possible incident of a student's drink being spiked at an off-campus party Friday night. Students told police they were at a house party where they had a couple of drinks from people they didn't know. The student later got sick and returned to campus with roommates, but didn't remember much of the night before waking up in a hospital. University of Houston, Boston University said the judicial office is following up, um, and in, if the hearing officer de- determines a connection between that incident and anyone affiliated with BU, will you take appropriate action? Yada, yada, yada. Boston Police issued a warning uh, alert about drinks being drugged at parties and gatherings around the start of the school year. Now, amid this new investigation, some students have been sharing steps. They're taking, taking the stay stateful, having a good time. All my friends, make sure we have each other's location, said Agnes Tan. Just stick around a friend group or so, uh, like if one of you guys gets drunk or hurt or anything, to make sure you have friends around you. Uh, this past week, the GS at the GSU, they were giving out little scrunchies to put it over so you can just put your straw in. Make sure no one can put anything in your drinks, and Ann Lynch. Just watch out for your friend. I'm so... And I've seen a few of these news stories in uh-huh. the last, I would say, like six months to a year in various places. Um, some of them around the country, but uh, several in Boston, like saying there's an uptick in like people reporting that their drinks have been spiked and all this stuff. And I'm kind of with you. I kind of don't buy it. Like, I almost no. wonder if certain people in this generation just have a tendency to like, just don't know what it's like to get drunk. I think that's and totally true. And they're surprised true. by it. Exactly. I think that when you're, you know, because once I think you spend a little time with tequila and fireball shots, and um, you you you've hit um, you've hit warp drive on your evening if you're a twenty year old and you're in new territory. I mean, not to say it's not possible, <clears throat> or some of them might not be possible, but I don't really understand the motivation for spiking drinks and then nothing happening to the person. Like, isn't that usually? Right. It would be a date rape usually, thing, right? Generally, right? right? That's the, what I thought. Yeah. It's like the idea is not to have a raging party and have everybody unconscious. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That, like, I just drugged some random girl in a bar, and then she went home to her house and doesn't remember anything. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't really get what the what it's supposed to be but because i have because i haven't heard of like a spate of date rapes happening i've heard of like a spate of drinks being spiked and people not and like i don't know i i don't know if the drugs are like detectable or if there's new ones that aren't detectable or what but like you know maybe if this is actually a thing that's happening we should make sure that like it's a drug that we can test for so that we're not questioning whether any of this is actually happening or if it's a figment of people's imaginations. But, you know, I I seem to recall in college a lot of people not remembering what they did on weekends and right. getting sick a lot, leaving parties. And right. it was not because of date rape drugs. Right. It's because you're young and stupid, and you, the, the American college culture is to just is to party and whatever, whatever. I, 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 so anyway, I'm I'm deeming them liars. Um, now my uh, show prep this morning else was interrupted at one point. Mm-hmm. At ten meridian, I got a call. The my phone read David Cullinane, mm-hmm. which I know what that means. That means that the show has hijacked David's phone to call me live. So they did call me live. Um, I assumed I, I assumed I knew what they're gonna they're gonna talk about because Kirk's been um, uh, fabricating this this bizarre thing about not graduating with in Dean McLaren's class. My friend Dean, um, uh, who's doing well, by the way. Key people want to know he's doing well. He's a, got a young family and uh, he's a great guy. And um, and um, and. So then he called to yell at me about suggesting that those, he, he also claimed that he was best friends with Keith McLaren. Kirk did, which is not true because they just, I was best friends with Keith essentially in high school. There was he was right there. I lived next door to Keith. I mean, we speaking of like drinking all the time, we were at the end of my street drinking Bud Dry or something <laughs> at that point. Like I, I had pretty close tabs on him and I never noticed uh, Kirk around, but he, he claims he. he I maybe it's the thing where you want to be known as being with the older kids. I don't know what it is, but anyway. So, but anyway, so he called me in a tirade. It's very tough too because if I'm doing you know multi-track recording and looking at stories like we've just been talking about, I'm going from that answering the phone to the to directly into an ongoing melee <laughs> in which that I am, you weren't listening to, in, in, in which I am the primary mm-hmm. target. So it is really you don't get much time to get up to speed. 
Well, Mike was nice. Mike is Mike Geary is a great human being. He's a great guy. He's brilliant. He's funny. His show is fantastic. Have you subscribed to his Patreon? They yet? should rename the Kirk Minahan show the Mike Geary show. I think so. He's just, I mean, he's Kirk is good, but Mike is better. Uh, here's a little bit of uh, a bit about how that stuff, all that stuff sounded uh, today during the phone call. It was. Uh, uh, Dean graduated in your year. No, he, he graduated no, in my year. No, he did, he did not graduate in my year. Yes, it is true. <laughs> no, it's right. I agree with Tom. Yes, look, look, you can look up. The, the yearbooks are public record. You can look them up. I graduated uh, in 93. Dean graduated in 94. Who knows who? So, so and it's weird because. I don't know what he and Colin and Kirk and Dave are up to because he didn't. I mean, he didn't. He graduated with Dean, so but I don't know what they're up to, and it, you know, it's not a big thing. But I mean, you can hear that they did not have their ducks in a row anyway. So listen to this. Kirk just said uh, that he graduated in '93, and Dean just graduated in '93 to '94. Now listen to what they also said in the same block of ten minutes. For the record, Andy, you and I graduated uh, in uh, uh, 1992. Correct? '93. Oh, okay. So which is it? 92 or 93? And once again... I did graduate in 1994. Uh, 93. Okay. So now now Kirk has graduated in 1992, 1993, and 1994 to get have all his bases covered. Dave Cullinan is trying to help him with all of this stuff. So, <laughs> it, But he's so well studied on this subject that instead of looking for Dean McClurn, this is who Cullinan's looking for. McClure was 94. Great. McClure was 94. <laughs> and if he were involved in this conversation, that would be something. But anyway, I'm going to put it to bed there. Apparently, Dave and Kirk aren't ready to deal with that reality, which is fine with me. That's fine. And uh, we'll see. By the way, still talk about Alice. I'm inviting you. I told him. I, I keep saying it's not a good fit, but you're obviously a free human being. So I've heard. That's fine. I haven't actually been invited, so that's also fine. Oh, coy, Alice. What's, that? What's coy? You're a little coy. I don't know that that's coy, but I don't. I wasn't there in Winchester High School, so I don't know who graduated one any more than anybody else. So <laughs> I'm staying out of that one. Thank you, though. Let me ask you something. Uh-huh. I want to play this one. This is something Nancy Pelosi said today. Is this good strategy or just insanity? And we saved the planet. We're saving the planet with record $360 billion to save the planet and generating jobs and cleaner air and cleaner water and jobs and security for our country. And we... Does, she, does he know you have that? I'm just putting his water in. Oh, there you go. Okay, I see. He's making... He's enslaved him. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think about somebody saying... Um, I only got up the... to saving the planet. I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. Save the planet. We're saving... And we saved the planet. We're saving the planet with record $360 billion Act, in other words. Mm-hmm. to save the planet and generating jobs and cleaner air and cleaner water and jobs and security for our country. What do you think of messaging like that? Well, I mean, doesn't this like date from Obama? Like this was the moment when the tides turned back? I guess so. But that was his uh, his uh, convention speech, right? When the oceans stopped their rise. Right. Yeah. But this is, yeah, I guess it's similar. But this is, you know, her spiking the football, saying that this thing, this multi-billion dollar climate giveaway handout Mm -hmm. under the guise of the Inflation Reduction Act, saying it saved the planet. I mean, that's a bold, it's certainly pithy. It's certainly something that you can tell people all over the country, Democratic town committees and other areas. Well, if the planet's saved... We saved the planet. If the planet's saved, why is Rashida Tlaib still spouting off that banks need to not fund any more fossil fuels at all? Well, it, during her re-election, I'm sure when she goes back to the district, she will say that we saved the planet. And you can tell what we've done to shame to save the planet because I yelled it to Jamie Dimon. I don't... I'm just interested in it because it's such... It's, it's, it's of course, a, a... It's an absurd thing to say. Of course. of course. But it's also very pithy messaging. Yeah, it's simple. It's straightforward. Yeah. We save it's the planet. Demonstrably not true. Correct. <laughs> but, you know, I just, like, I mean, first of all, we weren't in danger of losing the planet, per se. Like, even the most, even the strongest, like, climate change alarmism is, like, 
we're going to have more storms and like certain coastal cities will be underwater. But that's not the same as saved the planet, like literally, but whatever. So it it's a pretty extreme thing to say. But then like also this bill does nothing to tackle anything that's in there. And I just like... It's so crazy to me because the climate people, like, who used to just be normal environmentalists, but they change what they believe every three seconds, it's never enough. They're never happy. Like, I read a big, like, rant about electric cars being too big because they came out with this, like, electric Hummer. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Electric cars are heavier than their gas car counterparts because they have that big heavy battery. So it's actually less fuel efficient than a small car, than like a sedan that now takes gas. Spa, I apologize, Alice. Sorry about this. So like all these laws, like California passed a law, they want to be all electric vehicles by whatever year, I forget, 2030 or something. And Massachusetts wants to follow suit and all of the Like, they're not going to just stop once you get an electric vehicle. Just because you get all your electricity from solar panels and have an electric car that you only charge during the designated hours, Gavin Newsom lets you charge it and everything else. Like, the, it's not over then. You don't get an electric car and solar panels and, like, the planet is saved right. and we're out of stuff to do. And that was like kind of what I was driving at when I was saying like, why is Rashida Tlaib still yelling at the banks if the planet's saved, right? Like, because it's never actually saved because if the planet's actually saved, then like the project is over and that's never good enough. But like you've seen this, like I've seen it because you've been around a little while and you've seen like the way the environmentalists act about the nuclear power plant in Vermont or the ones in Massachusetts mm-hmm. or how they act about like windmills killing birds or whatever it is. Like it's never the things that they say are green always turn out to have more problems and then they protest those. Like it's ne- it's this never ending cycle of stuff not being good enough. They're going to come out with electric vehicles and people are going to say, but I want my Hummer and they're going to come out with an electric Hummer and they're going to say, well, that doesn't count because that's actually less efficient in terms of fossil fuels than just getting a tiny sedan that runs on gas. But they're never going to be happy, you know, just because they've sold you an electric car and all this other stuff. They're not going to be done with the green energy project. The inconvenience to you will not be over at that point in time. It's going to keep going. This is a never ending thing. Oh, absolutely. I think that's absolutely true. I mean, this is the saving the planet business is a huge industry. <laughs> it's huge. And now since the progressives how now have now tied it through everything, so there's uh, got to be climate justice now, etc. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, That's why we have Mayor Pete talking about getting rid of highways that hurt black neighborhoods. Right. You got to put your Himalayan salt lights on. Oh, I'm sorry. Um so but the thing is is that it's also like conveniently unfalsifiable like there's no evidence whether any of this does anything or not and you can't tell if it's working or not you just have to do it and shut up i will never forget this because it was like one of those times i was in the car and the radio was saying stuff and i was like getting furious and yelling at the radio even though it couldn't hear me but i remember this was like when i was in college it was after hurricane katrina and marjorie egan was talking about banning styrofoam in some massachusetts town and she was like well look at these storms we just have to. We have to oh do something. Oh my god! Look at oh, the storm. Marjorie, come on. And I was like, 
the two things have nothing to do with each other. Like, this makes no sense. It's like, what, what are you talking about? What do you think it's going to do if your Chinese takeout comes in a plastic container instead of a styrofoam what one? What is it going to do to the storm? I just really want to understand. Like, And, like, it, nobody has any answers to questions like that. And when people start to actually do, like full life cycle analysis of how green a lot of these projects are a lot of them are not you know like the reusable grocery bags are not if you use a cotton washable grocery bag like a, a big cot like a canvas bag like an ll bean tote for your groceries you have to use it like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times to make up for the same energy use, water use, impact on the environment in general that it takes to make that bag versus those little plastic grocery bags, which are incredibly non-impactful to the environment to make. They just don't feel right to people. So, I, you know, whenever you start to do these analyses, and like, I don't even know about windmills, like how long do they last before they rust out and they have to be replaced, especially in a place like Vermont or Massachusetts where we have real winters? Yeah, I don't you know. You know, like, how much energy do you save? I gotta say, I really don't like them killing the, the eagles, because eagles are awesome. Yeah, or cutting down all the trees and making a road to drive the thing up to the mountain in Vermont. I'm not like, a tree guy, I'm fine with it. Well, that. no, but I'm saying, like, right. if you're a climate change person, that should bother you, because the trees suck up the CO2. Right. Mom, Mom, I have one with this. Um, down by the school, they cut down loads of trees to make a, sol to a yes, solar panel, that. right? Yeah. Yeah, we saw that good one, Sally. That's right. And uh, yeah, and That's trees right. you help can see with that yourself climate if you'd change. Like to the so, school in Newburyport, right next to it, there's a big mm -hmm. solar array there. And uh, so, but what's your right hand doing right now? It's your left just hand. gesturing. Do you usually make that gesture? Sometimes I don't know. I never see it. But the point is that it, it just none of this stuff is actually remember a solution used to, be to in a front real of the problem. camera and be Did, like remember you used to nervously grin in front of the camera? Did I? I don't know. Remember that? I used to call you out on it all the time, which probably didn't help, but You told me to stop looking dutiful. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> or sometimes you'd look over interested in something and say, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Sorry. No, that's that's good. You don't do it anymore. Sorry, I apologize. Um You're the perfect combination of um of seasoned and broken inside now to no longer be nervous. Yeah, good. That's good. Um, so I have, like, on a slightly different topic, one last question for you. Hi. I'd like to answer um, that question for you. How do you think the uh, polls are doing accurately reflecting what's going on in the midterms right now? I think, I think they're wildly off. I think they're wildly mm -hmm. off. In Connecticut, you've got Blumenthal uh, over his, the Senator Blumenthal, over his uh, Republican opponent, who's named Leora Levy, who is both uh, Jewish and is somebody, an immigrant, somebody who spent time under um, the rule of Castro, um, uh, who's got a good track record, who's been endorsed by Trump. How's Dan Moresi doing, by the way, speaking of I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen any polling on him. But well, um, they nobody. Well, polls those, those I assume that really, the, I, I assume, but and then you've got uh, Bob Stefanowski down by seventeen against the governor, which is mm -hmm. astounding. I think it's all. I think uh, I think all of the midterm polls that I've seen is in the ones that the show Democrats ahead. I think it's hogwash. Yeah. So I I don't know exactly what to think of it, but uh, there's this guy from the Trafalgar Group who's. The Trafalgar Group polls have been really off from everybody else's much more. They've shown the Republicans much closer or ahead in races. That's yeah, the one but this that is the guy. That. He had Trump right on in 2016, right? Uh, this is the guy out of, South, sure. out of South Carolina. Um, I'll go look at exactly who he is. But any, I, I, he's one of these guys who became like a a hero in 2016 and kind of a heel in 2020. Right, and I mean it's one of those things like you know if you're saying the same thing you are saying in 2016, you might just be a one trick person and right and you m could have been wrong last time kahaley robert c-a-h-a-l-y yeah, chief pollster at trafalgar group anyway he likes the braves does that sound right and the dallas cowboys so that's him gamecock facebook I don't okay know. i'll stop saying uh, this anyway uh or gamecock football i guess yeah i'm uh, sorry i don't know anything about sports mm. um anyway long story short um, he's saying he's talking about this um, 
like submerged MAGA voter. Have you heard this? Submerged? No. So like because people before had been talking about the like the shy Trump voter effect uh-huh. that like Trump voters were less willing to vote in poll to say in polls and all this stuff because they were nervous. And a lot of people didn't believe in that. And then 2016, I mean, I'm not sure 2016 was actually like that off, except it was a little bit off in the right States. You know what I mean? Um, in terms of like the actual polling results, but um, but there have been years when when polling has been off. Um, sometimes, like in um, in 2010, it was obviously way off. In and Republicans were doing way better than it looked like. In 2012, it was the opposite. Um, you know, Romney was really expecting a good night in 2012, and Obama outperformed the polls like pretty much everywhere in 2012 so you know the polls can be systematically off and this guy at the trafalgar group is saying that there's a submerged trump voter who's or not trump voter this time because there's no trump on the ballot but a submerged MAGA voter who's basically like now so distrustful of the media pollsters the government everything that they're just like completely like the polls aren't picking them up at all they're just totally (laughs) invisible So and his polls are showing a lot of these races much, much closer or even with Republicans ahead. Uh, The consensus seems to be that in Arizona um, that Carrie Lake is probably winning her race, I'm guessing. okay, based on like polls that I've seen, it looks like she's up or close to up. Um, Blake Masters pretty much across the board doesn't appear to be doing as well, but this Trafalgar group has him like within a point of the opponent, which well, is huge given that like the main part of the party doesn't really like him. Um, he's like one of these teal, Peter Teal guys. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I have a lot of trouble believing the Pennsylvania numbers. I will tell you that. That's like one of the states that I see the most about. And I just like, I don't believe that race is polling where it is. I don't think Fetterman's like 10 points up or something. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, everything I'm hearing. I mean, Doctor Oz sucks. I yeah. like. I'm not a fan of his or something. He's not a great candidate. No, not because he's extreme or something, but because he's just not a great candidate. Um, he doesn't come from the state. He's like a celebrity weirdo, rich guy. You know, he. But, but John Fetterman's terrible, and he's like mentally not all there, and he's crazy and he lived off his parents his whole life and he's just like they're both bad so i i don't know what's happening there but i i feel a sense that things are off i will tell you that i i don't think we know what is going on in any of these races right now i feel like and i look at polls a lot and i just like it doesn't make any sense to me i don't feel like we're seeing the whole picture in the polls right now and I don't know. I don't know if these people will ultimately win, but I, I just like some of them seem off to me like that. Like I just don't believe that like that Fetterman is just gonna run away with Pennsylvania. I mean, I agree with you. I mean, yeah. I, <clears throat> before the stroke, he was a whack job. Now he's got trouble problems, yeah. and and then behind you know his difficulties, he's a whack job. <clears throat> You're right, but it's totally. I mean, I've only talked to Anthony about because he's from Philly and mm-hmm. like his circle, but he's a younger guy, essentially feels that Oz is a carpetbagger. And at Anthony's age, he takes that very personally, you know, because he's newer to politics and, you know, it's a huge affront. But but I don't, I mean, I don't understand, too, how the left is like cheerleading for like the second they get the Senate to eliminate the filibuster. Too like that doesn't seem to me like that would help any of those candidates, because if I'm like on the fence in Pennsylvania, I think that would uh make me lean away from Fetterman. Wouldn't it make you like not even like there might be policies that you like that you would like the Democrats to enact, um, and they haven't because of the filibuster, but. Even so, like, you have to know at this point that, like, once you get rid of the filibuster, the Republicans are going to use it a couple years from now. Right. To pass something with 51 votes. Well, of course. I mean, like, so so it just doesn't like doesn't everybody normal think that's inadvisable? 
I don't know. Uh, it seems to me that the Democrats, you know, somewhat to their credit, are willing to make things into suicide missions. <laughs> they are. And it's like, know. okay, let's do it. Should we go to the chat chat? <sighs> I guess. Uh, oh, one more polling nugget that I saw sure. is that there was a poll that had uh, Ron DeSantis beating Trump in a primary in Florida. That's interesting because Trump's a Trump's native son always, now too. Yeah, and Trump's always been ahead, even in Florida, for the Republican nomination for president. Yeah, I saw this. You know, Maggie Haberman was talking about today that she thought she was hearing that Trump wasn't enthusiastic about running anymore, and I would love that to be true, but I don't think it is. Well, it really depends, and this is unfortunate, but it really depends what the media and the left does, because. The more they go after Trump, the more likely it is they make him the nominee. Well, like what they did with this Mar-a-Lago stuff or even this Letitia James thing, although I think that's less impactful because that's sort of small potatoes compared to the other thing. It's crap. And I think that the Mar-a-Lago stuff is going to be crap. But I think. But I think that doing that, that was so clearly nakedly political from a very big arm of the federal government that I think that makes people like Trump more. It makes him more sympathetic Uh, and it hits Republicans and all the right like psychological points. It pushes all the right buttons to make them sympathetic to Trump and want to vote for him again. It it does. It totally juices his populism points when you do that. And so it makes people say, okay. Maybe I'll take a second look. Me included, yes. as a matter of fact. Because, you know, voting for him is essentially a referendum on those corrupt uh, institutions. Exactly. So, uh, you know, if they do more stuff like that, then, like, it could happen. But, I mean, I hope you're right that people are saying that he's thinking of, you know, staying away from the race. But yeah. but I, I, I don't necessarily believe that when he's, like, talking about whether or not he's going to announce before or after the midterms, you know, like I, I think he's running. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. All right, should we, should go we go? Ahead. Go ahead, chat, chat, chat away. Here we go. Hello, this message is for Commissar Thomas Shattuck. Well, I want to thank you on behalf of the party for informing the American public that all window shades on all windows on all airplanes belong to the party. <laughs> Thomas Shattuck will let you know whether shade is up or shade is down. Do not be believing that you have free will on plane. <laughs> Commissar Shattuck will make sure you behave appropriately. Does be done, yeah. Absolutely. I'm absolutely for that. And it, 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 it's a... Good Russian a, accent, by the way. Absolutely. I like that. Yes. It's a moral stain on somebody to not have the window up so that the people can see out. It's a moral stain on you. Correct. So I've seen that the Celtics head coach might get a one-year ban after having a uh, improper uh, sexual relationship with a staff member. So consensual. Which, uh, which makes people on Twitter ask this simple question. How, how could you cheat on Nia Long? How could you? Cheat on who? Nia Long. Who's that? His wife, I guess. Oh, I don't know. is that his wife? Oh. Um, so he uh, here's my thing about that. Um, it used to be of all the many jobs I've had, it was always a, a a recreational thing to try to hook up with people at work. I mean, they were stuck next to you for hours. You had, they had to hear you. It was your fighting chance to try to convince somebody that you were charming. <laughs> I, I, so it's always been part, like always I, the, the chefs slept with the wait staff, the, in hotels, everybody was sleeping with each other. Okay, it was just not me. Obviously, I held out for my dear Alice, but <laughs> lesser, uh, um, lesser godly people. Godly? How do you say that? I don't know. Okay, here we go. Ready? Hey, Tom. I thought hey. your whole reaction when um, Nick Nolte called in was quite humorous, especially when he uh, flubbed the the name of the the woman who called into your radio show. Yes, you're uh, very quick on the trigger there. Also, I love the fact that well, you, I can go back into it afterwards. So I wasn't that quick. Got nervous as after he said that about rolling in the hay with her. Yeah, a teacher's not a yeah yeah, yeah badge nub. Anyway, Ugh. hope uh, you and Alice are uh, going to have a great weekend. We are. I, Thank you so much. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. Here we go. Ready, Alice? Okay. This is rough and rowdy. Do you know what that is? 
That's the bar stool thing, right? Correct. Okay. I, do you think you might know where this is going? <laughs> I'm a little worried. Well, yeah, I challenge you, Tom Shattuck, to a uh, rough and rowdy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and my manager's going to be none other than Riggs. Riggs. <laughs> Barstool Riggs, obviously, one of my mm-hmm. new detractors. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm told by somebody that he's supposedly a good Republican senator, and I'm not seeing it. I don't think the golf set. Me. I think a lot of people who play golf are Republicans. Okay. Bill Clinton played golf. Okay. Donald Trump now plays I get golf. the significance of Fisk's number. Congratulations. Uh-huh. But see, I think of you as more of a Yaz guy, you know, eight ball. <laughs> Timmy Kenton, genius as, as usual. Do you know that the, the Fisk? Uh, well, as a of, I'm glad you mentioned that, Alice, because you will. If you, you'll hear it tonight first, but you'll hear it next week if you listen to WTIC. This is a sneak peek. Nobody has heard this before, Alice. Okay. Nobody has heard this before. Are you excited? I'm incredibly excited. Thank you very much. Ready? Mm-hmm. Why won't people on TIC hear it tomorrow? Because they're not going to hear it tomorrow. They're not going to hear it till Monday. And then it's going to change slightly, and then they'll hear it again Tuesday. Okay, ready? Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready, Alice? I'm ready. Where is it? I'm still ready. How about now? Here we go. Here we go. This is sneak peek, Alice. Nobody else is going to hear this. Nobody else is going to hear this. You ready? I'm ready. So I had Tim and Canton call. He called my radio show and I asked him what number, Tim, uh, was Carlton Fisk. And he came out first. He said um, eight for Yastrzemski, which he just made into eight ball because of my cocaine habit. Mm-hmm. Um but then he said, no, 27. And I said, that is correct. Remember that I said that. And then I went to break and then I did a live read and read essentially this. This serendipitous moment brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. So there I was last week at Fenway Park. I sat in my seat. I was worried I wouldn't fit in it. And I fit in it. I was sitting in right field, right under all the retired numbers, including my favorite player, Carlton Fisk, number 27. Now I've retired 27 pounds. Serendipity. Uh, the weight is far. How do you like it? You've retired 27 pounds. I get it, honey. You get it? That's awesome. Thank you very much, Alice. That's not quite up there with uh, Give Me Your Napoleon. No, that's But that's genius. a nice twist of um, mm-hmm. the, the language and irony and other things, right? Mm-hmm. You're underwhelmed with me today. All right. Mike likes <laughs> me, okay? My friend Mike Geary. He's fantastic. We're going to chum mm-hmm. around you now. Did you know Okay, that? our new best friend. Yeah, he's also got a long time, long-term girlfriend, too. So there you go. We'll get them married. He should get married, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be our pals. We'll chum around with them. Sounds good to me. Hey, Tom and Alice. It's KG checking in. Hey, KG. Hey, hey Tom. Now that we know that Kirk was right. Incorrect. Dean McLearn and what year he graduated. Well, let's check the tape on that, KG, shall we? <laughs> All right, Kirk. What year did you graduate? For the record, Andy, you and I graduated... <laughs> Uh, in uh, uh, 1992, correct? 93. Okay, 92 or 93? I That's did graduate correct. in 1994. Uh, 93. Okay, Kirk. One of those. Kirk graduated in three different years. Remarkable. Could continue with KG. Um, I was wondering if you'd like to comment on what Kirk thinks about your old eating habits. He speculated that you would eat a big bowl of fettuccine Alfredo with oh. extra cheese. Oh. Once the kids and Alice went to sleep, you would tiptoe into the kitchen Mm -hmm. and feast. Uh, Is Kirk right about that, too? KG, I did listen to that today. And let me tell you something. That dude did not graduate in 1993, but he had me absolutely. That is absolutely right. Fettuccine Alfredo standing over the sink whacking out an entire bowl, sometimes uh, not being able to breathe because I was so into it. He said making love to it or like putting my whole head yeah, in there. Yeah, he said that. that. is, Alice, is that accurate or not? That's pretty accurate. That's why I, that's why. Yeah, I, and you used to bully me to go to bed out of the kitchen. Right. So that you could eat alone in shame and peace with your pasta. That's right. As I was panting over the sink, he Kirk was absolutely right about that. He got that right. So, you know, he's got... I'm, the guy's like got a sixth sense about things. He's right about many things. We're gonna put aside the 
the controversy about the year we graduated here. All right, Alice, I'm going to hit the music. Does that work for you? That's fine with me. Anyway, you can leave chat chat messages like that at burnbrowpodcast.com. You can also, as I noticed, you have all been very open to doing. Um, talk to us on Twitter. He is at Tom Shattuck. This is at Burn Barrel Pod. We're also at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast or Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on, um, if SoundCloud works, most places where you might want to listen to a podcast. For the record, Andy, you and I graduated uh, in uh, uh, 1992, correct? I did graduate in 1993. Yep. Eight to go. Sorry. All right. (laughs) You can call Tom on the radio, too. Yeah, we'll see you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.